0: And welcome to A Practical Home, a space for cottage witchery from the suburbs. I'm Mandy, and I'm glad that you can join me this week. Hello, hello, all you jewels and gems. I just recorded six minutes of an intro for this podcast with the microphone muted, so I am feeling both defeated and completely ready to go. <laughs> I was clearly way too excited to start this episode and was not paying attention to any of my audio levels. So let's do this again. I hope that everyone listening has had a fantastic start to 2022. It's been since the new year uh, that we last spoke. A lot has changed for me. I'm sure a lot has changed for you all. As I mentioned in the last episode, I had a baby on December 30th. Little boy is home. Everything's going really well big sister is pretty excited to be a big sister. Um, We're dealing with some jealousy that's pretty natural for someone who's been an only child for a while. Um, But overall, everything's going really well, and we're trying to find our rhythm here. In true, typical fashion to my kids, both of my kids had some minor health issues when they were born um, due to some genetic stuff, and uh, both of them had little stints in a branch of NICU. They're fine now. It's no long-term issue. Um, but we were, we were expecting the stay and it it did happen the way we thought it would. So because of that, we had lots of doctor's appointments, trying to get the kids, uh, get my son back up to his uh, birth weight was a bit of a struggle as it was with my daughter when she was born. And so it's been, you know, kind of stressful. I was recovering from my C-section at the same time, and so it's just been a lot. And then to top that all off, once I felt like I was pretty recovered and we got all that stuff done with my son, no more doctor's appointments until his regularly scheduled items, uh, my face blew up a couple of weeks ago. I, I had a bunch of episodes scheduled for January and I was really excited to start, to start recording them and publishing them and um, my face just exploded. I thought I had a sinus infection a few weeks ago, and suddenly my maxillary, uh, uh, my maxillary gland got really hard and swollen, then my gum swelled up, then my lips swelled up, my face swelled up, my eyes, my ear, everything on the right side of my face, several doctor's appointments and a CT scan later, and they can't tell me what was wrong with me. So I'm still taking some antibiotics. Um, All of that went away a couple of days ago, but today my gum is starting to swell again. So if I sound a little weird, that's what that is. Hopefully that won't turn into anything um, and it will just go away on its own, but there's, for me, m- medically nothing more frustrating than not knowing the source of it, so I, you know, I really feel for anyone who's going through a long-term uh, medical question mark in their life because that is, it's always so frustrating that you don't know how to treat something and you don't know what the source of it is and you don't know if you're, uh, you know, fanning the fire on the issue or if you're working towards a resolution. It's, it's always just so aggravating. But Uh, hopefully that won't be a thing anymore and my face will not swell any further and I can continue 2022 hit the ground running and, and go into the regularly scheduled content that I have for this year. I'm very excited as the season is changing into this in bulk uh holiday i um can feel the weather changing around me it's already starting to get a little bit warmer here in the midwest uh, on the plains where i live i'm sure that we will have a frost in about a month but we we seem to be having some pretty good weather right now I, i really can't complain about it over the last couple of weeks Self-reflection, journaling, studying, has been a really crucial part of my morning routine and subsequently my daily practice. As these weeks have grown colder and darker, I've really just wanted to cuddle up under a blanket on the couch and have my warm coffee and enjoy those quiet moments while I still can. So that's really what's been encompassing my last couple of weeks. And I have really been enjoying it. I've been working through the pagan prayer and ritual book, the Hearth Witch's Year, the Daily Magic book, and a few other items. And I think that reflection and time for journaling has done well for my daily practice. I think that self-reflection has been really good for me. It was something that I had in my practice, but probably not enough. And I've been enjoying building that out and seeing progress in myself. So that has been really from Yule to Imbolc for me. And I would love to hear from you of what you are doing during these colder months. I know that we're pushing towards spring and everybody is getting so excited for it. But I, I would love to hear how you're working through these, these weeks as the wheel is changing and um, what's really special to your practice right now. Without much further ado, I really want to jump into talking about Imbolc. Imbolc is a sabbat that I largely did not really incorporate into my practice for several years. I kind of ignored the holiday. I felt bad about it every time. I would just go right from Yule into Ostara and I would forget about it, largely. And I always felt a lot of guilt because it's a very um, important turning of the year for me. I just, I, I was really struggling with marking the day. Um, but in the last five or six years, I feel like it's grown uh, a stronger importance to me. It's still nothing in the way that I celebrate uh, Samhain or the way that I celebrate Maybon, which I love very dearly, or even the way that I love to celebrate Beltane. Um, but I, I do find space now in my life for Imbolc. So in the Wheel of the Year, Imbolc is the third holiday spoke following Samhain and Yule and is a Celtic fire festival. It's typically celebrated on February 1st. Uh, the celebration can also be pronounced Imbolc with a hard G, and you may know it uh, to yourself as the Feast of St. Brigid rather than Imbolc. The celebration honors the promise that spring is just around the corner and life will be infused into the land very soon so it's it's midway between yule and ostara so it's the initial uh dream of spring that is that is coming to the land it's a time for leaving the past behind you it's a time for starting fresh and setting new goals and new plans It's a time for making plans of the year ahead and working towards that. This time of year is also associated with rebirth and fertility, largely because lambs were born and are born during this season. There's actually um, a farm a couple of miles away. I used to live closer to it. It was down the street from my old house. Um, But they have uh, a, a large, uh, flock, I'm not sure what to call them of, of sheep. I don't know what you call a, <laughs> a whole mess of sheep that you have on your farm, but they have lambs around this time of year and we'll start seeing them here in the next couple of weeks. and I love driving past because they're the where they let the sheep roam is always like right up against the, the major road. And um, I can just drive past and see all the cute little lambs running around. It's really adorable. So I'm looking forward to that this time of year. Historically, our ancestors who experienced winters recognized that by this time of year, food would be scarce. Pantries were starting to become bare. They were limited on food sources that were outside of the home. And they also understood that this uh, would change with the coming of spring and knew that food would be available if they took the time to prepare, which is why planning and rebirth is so crucial at this time. If you are planning to celebrate in bulk, uh, here's some common associations that you might want to use around your home or even in your ritual or spell work. Colors associated are largely white, soft pinks, soft purples, yellows, greens. Colors that make you think about purity, about um, fresh starts, about new beginnings, about, um, you know, just all things um, clarity and purification. Herbs are typically uh, going to be things like basil, cinnamon, wormwood, rosemary, herbs that are associated with purification, balance, success, and fertility. The crystals largely associated. Are things like amethyst. That's a great stone because it symbolizes rebirth and balance. Uh, clear quartz can also be used for its clarity. Selenite is a great stone for its purification properties. Trees associated with growth and purification are largely used for impulse, such as cedar and rowan. This is also a really special time of year for leaving offerings for spirits, ancestors, deities, whatever you might incorporate into your practice. You can look at leaving breads, corn husks, or things like that from last year, straw from last year. You may also want to include lamb or sheep representations into either an altar spread or an offering table or something along those lines to symbolize the, the rebirth cycle that we're celebrating at this time of year. Rituals and spells that you might want to consider around Imbolc include self-love rituals, spells for new beginnings or fresh starts, goal setting and intention setting rituals, money spells if you're looking to save up for something big, also spells and rituals for job hunting or house hunting or something like that. In bulk is a celebration that always makes me think about crafting almost more than any other Sabbath. I, I think about making items, crafting items for the home, for offering tables, things like that. And um, I don't know if it's because of the indoor activities that we typically do at this time because we're not getting out and about as much. But for some reason, this is very much a crafting holiday for me. And typically... Uh, A craft item that you'll see made around in bulk includes the Bridget's Cross. This is traditionally used for protection in homes made around or on in bulk. And typically a Bridget's Cross was made out of straw from the previous harvest. But in the modern era, you can make them out of anything. Popsicle sticks wrapped in ribbon, pipe cleaners that you twist, whatever you have on hand that you can bend or shape to the appropriate shape. It it works. You've probably seen them online but if you don't know what I'm talking about, the crosses have a square knot in the center and then four arms that stick out. It's not a straight up and down uh, cross either. The arms are always kind of a little bit to the right um, and there's a particular way to make them. There's lots of instructions out there online and it's a pretty quick process um, that anybody could do. Historically, these would be left outside as an offering to Bridget, uh, or with an offering for Bridget, and uh, they would be asking Bridget to uh, bless the items for the family for protection, a symbol of protection. And I think it's a really wonderful offering for deity if that's something you're interested in. And I also love crafts that are fun for the whole family. And it's just a really fun way to, to honor uh, Brigid on this day, um, regardless of how she may or may not be incorporated into your practice. Corn dollies are also often made around in bulk. They are associated with different seasonal events as well. I typically associate corn dollies with Maybon and only make them at Maybon, but they can be made in bulk to honor the harvest that is to come. Similar to a Bridget's cross, these would traditionally be made with um, straw or husks that were saved from last year, but you can use any fiber material, uh, woods, whatever suits your needs. I feel like a lot of um, uh, fiber, yarns, or embroidery thread if you're making something small would be great for something like this. You can also decorate your corn dollies with colors associated with Imbolc or adorn them with bits of herbs or fruit that represent fresh starts or purification. And then you can leave those on your altar. You can put them on a dining table spread if you're having a big family celebration. And you can also burn them at maybe Beltane uh, to honor the coming crops. Candle making is also a great practice at this time and a craft that I really love, but won't be doing this year because I have enough candles on hand. Traditionally, candles would have been in heavy use during the darker months, and so inventories for families would be um, low and they would need to be replenished. So this is a symbolic... Uh, a symbolic ritual of staying strong through those tougher, darker months, and then creating new life and a spark of hope as the seasons are shifting. So you would make new candles and replenish uh, replenish that stock. I have made candles in years past, and I've also taken time to dress candles that I had previously made during in bulk. I think I'm all set for this year, so I won't be doing that, but both of those are great ways to honor the celebration. I mentioned that in years past, I had largely ignored in bulk and have been starting to incorporate it into my Wheel of the Year in the last five or six years. So the way that I celebrate in bulk is possibly more low-key than other people do. Um, I don't celebrate with any outside practitioners other than my, my mother and then we we bring in all members of our family who are, um, kind of aware that we're, that we're pagan and we're witches. Um, there are some family members we exclude, but I digress. So, um, we don't really celebrate with outside individuals. So I don't really know how, um, how involved in bulk celebrations can be for some people or how much planning goes into it. But here's basically what I'm doing this week. So I started out planning my garden last weekend and am continuing to do so as we get closer to bulk. I am going to be ordering my seeds and my seed trays and whatever else I need very soon. Here where I live, we'll probably have an early spring just based on the weather and the frosts and I hope to get my earliest crops ready to go by Ostara. Um, They probably won't be fully in the ground, but I hope to have them seeded out pretty well. Sorry if you can hear some background noise. I think uh, my husband's making a snack in the kitchen. I'm also planning up goals for the rest of the year and working on plans for achieving those. I spoke about goals in the last episode of the podcast and talked about how I'm setting things up for Uh, for this podcast, for my spiritual path, I have different goals and milestones that I'm working to achieve. I also have a few plans professionally in relation to continuing education that I want to accomplish this year. And I'm also trying to find balance with two kids at home while navigating a job I commute to and getting around this pandemic and all those changes that are happening with it. It's a lot to adjust to. And so I have some goals that I want to achieve to obtain I guess maximum organization and productivity So I'm working on some things for that trying to set some good habits in my life as well um you know for example for example I am trying to uh, make sure I clean out the dishwasher first thing in the morning and make sure that it's running f- as the last thing that I do at, in the evening which I was always kind of a I'll do the dishes at some point in time during the day person but, I'm trying to be a bit more concrete in how I handle some tasks around the house in order to ensure they're accomplished. <laughs> for crafting items, I really love fiber crafts during in-bulk. This weekend I have plans to finish a few needle felt animals for my oldest child. I'm making her a cow for their kids' room. Um, it'll it be like it's a gift that I want to give to her to kind of symbolize her role as a, a new big sister. Um, I'm not really sure why I have why I chose chose cow, but I, it's a gift that I want to give to her as a special token of her her new life. And so it really feel, falls into in bulk for me because it's a rebirth of her life as a big sister and how her role is going to change for the rest of her life in our family and with each kind of stab of the needle in the the needle felting item I'm adding intention and hope into this token that I'm making for her. I also have a small bit of mending that I need to perform. I need to fix a button on a shirt and I think I have a couple items for my husband that I need to fix. Everyone's ancestral background is different but where my family came from it would have been brutally cold at this time so most of their activities would have completely taken place indoors probably around the fire and i think that's why fiber crafting makes me feel connected to this time of year because i feel like embroidery and mending and small fabric crafts is what would have been taking place um, while, while it's too cold really to take care of the land or anything outside how you choose to celebrate in bulk is up to you and you can certainly have a blowout feast if you wish. For me, in bulk is always low key enough that my kitchen work is on the smaller side. I did a full clean out of my pantry where I wiped everything down and reorganized my pantry, which included the garage, and I've been focusing on going through each room of the house and reorganizing and cleaning up everything. I've gotten through about 50% of the house now. I still have a lot more to go through, but I've cleaned out my closet, taken stuff to donation centers, and, and I'm trying to work through that. Similarly, we're trying to eat through our freezer and pantry at this time. Um, which is something that I feel really resonates with me around in bulk, kind of working through your stock in anticipation of replenishing that with the spring. Not only is it very convenient with a newborn, but it uh, it's a nice way to kind of reconnect with the earth and and also use up some of those things, like, frozen vegetable stock that you've been saving or dried goods that you have. And um, kind of takes me back to a more simple time when I celebrate in bulk. You may have seen on my reels that I made a roast this week with root vegetables and cleansing herbs. I usually have a roast or a stew, something like that, at this time of year to ground me and uh, fill my soul and my belly with warm food. The the warm food really makes me feel in tuned with InBulk. Bread is also obviously a very popular item to make at this time of year, um, typically because you don't need to have fresh ingredients to make it, with some exceptions. I'm currently ripening bananas and will be making my favorite chocolate banana bread in time for in bulk and hope to enjoy that Um, throughout this next week and and months. I chop mine up and freeze it and pull it out in small sections because I can never get through a whole uh, huge loaf of banana bread in the way that I make it. I make a, a big cake basically out of my banana bread and um I look forward to replenishing all that stuff that I ate up (laughs) during Thanksgiving and Christmas time. I want to thank you again for joining me this week. If you are celebrating in bulk, I hope that you connect with me, reach out to me on social media and let me know how you're celebrating. I would love to see what you guys are doing. If you're not celebrating in bulk, no worries. It's... A lot of people don't. I didn't for a long time. And, uh, you know, maybe another uh, Sabbath down the road um, you'll be able to connect with and we can chat about that too. I wish you all a fantastic couple of weeks until we chat again. As always, you can find me on Instagram at A Practical Home Podcast. I'm also over on Twitter at A Practical Home and you can send me an email anytime at a practical home podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, bye bye.